Rolling Stones were wrong. Sometimes you don't get what you want and you don't get what you need. Sometimes you get nothing. And it's sad to find out that sometimes even the worthy will not become a keeper of Alteria. I just got back from the fort and everything that happened was absolutely insane. I am dead tired, but I just have to record this while it's all fresh in my mind. Obviously, our information was right as I'm recording this literally hours after episode, episode six went up. And yes, the agency has attacked. And yes, Ellie has got everything wrong. And she kicked me out. Not in a I'm mad right now manner, but in a forever manner. If there is one thing that doesn't change is that before I tell you all about what happened, I once again want to thank the band Cabinet and Patrick Biondo for letting me use their song Silver Sun in this podcast. Do check them out on cabinetmusic.com. Few hours ago, when I got to the fort, it didn't look like the, the fort at all. It was shifted to a battle configuration. The non-fighting crew did support tasks and anyone who knew how to fight fought. Except me. Since I'm the one with the least fighting experience in the fort, I was sent to do the only job that needs a fighter, but isn't actual fighting. And that's be prepared to activate permanent unrelent. When all keeper re- keepers relent, the gate to Alteria opens. And so thinking that the agency wants to, to destroy Alteria, they, they wanted to, to, to operate or, or initiate this emergency mechanism if they lose. And that mechanism, it locks for that fort the sun's blockage. So the fort continuously blocks the sun, the silver sun's rays from hitting earth. And since Alterians want the gate open, you know, especially now, the permanentness of it makes it kind of a last resort. Really, if we lose this battle, Alteria will stay closed forever. Well, if we lost it, we didn't lose it. Don't worry. But we did, well, we did lose, but not, not in the way you think losing me. Well, I'll get to it. Now, only someone who learned the three skills can do, can operate that emergency mechanism because it requires shifting the fort. And so I was chosen, the less experienced fighter, to sit there and wait. And I think they wanted to make me miserable on purpose because that was the worst time to be away from the action. They did what's called misting to the fort which is spreading all of the, well, not all, but a lot of the extra substanced water that's stored in the fort as tiny droplets misting throughout the fort's air. And that made breathing altering because you, you would breathe substance, basically, because of the tiny droplets that, that are in the air. So now everyone was out there, super strong and super healing, while I am waiting to move a wall, but only if they're all dead. 
Josh tried to make me feel better by saying, until we tell you otherwise, assume that we're all dead and you are the keeper of this fort. Didn't help. <laughs> Didn't help but one bit. Throughout all of that, I still had this terrible, ominous feeling about the agency. And I was still 100% sure that the destroyal plan, plan is, 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 is made up. Especially after talking with Josh about the tree I saw in the desert. Oh, right, right, right. That substance mist that they did, it made the, the, the people who know the skills impossible to kill with guns. Because they could react so quickly and precisely with so much ever available substance that they could counter the bullet like I countered the spring wall in training. The room they put me in had a good view to where the fight would be happening, so I could tell if I should shift the fort to permanent unrelent. And there was a crew member with me, Daniel. Daniel, because Hebrew. And on first impression, you might think he's like a, a geek or a nerd, but he's neither. He's just, he's just this cool guy who knows everything you have to know, there is to know about the fort. He's, he's the fort's architect. And unlike the name, he doesn't do any architecture of buildings. It's just the architecture of the waterways inside of the fort and the pneumatic mechanisms. He was there to guide me through what is a very complex shift if, uh, if push comes to shove. We were waiting there for a while and then I saw cars coming, then a helicopter and about three times more people then we were there, came out, armed as a human can be. And they knew guns won't work. They were armed with old weapons. They weren't bad. They were, they were good fighters. And some of them injured our weaker fighters badly. But none of them was a match for our higher level people. To Ellie and Josh, they were a joke. And I started to think I was right that the agency is not trying to win. Who comes so unprepared and such like a big multi-government corporation? And then that uh, quote-unquote unprepared government organization uh, brought out a gun, a special gun. It's like, it's a big device. It's like um, as big as an, uh, an artillery gun with wheels, you know, and everything. The big one is usually send shells flying, but the nozzle is the size of a regular rifle, just tiny on this huge construct. It was immediately obvious what it was, a gun powered by substance water, and it killed people. People died, our people died. But between each kill, they had this huge reload time. I heard Ellie shout that it's a weak prototype, but I, I knew she was wrong. They were not trying to win. You know, it was all a goddamn show. They couldn't win. That gun is just a facade to make us think we won a fight we could have lost, but we couldn't have lost it. 
because that gun was weak and I knew it. They never aimed it out the most powerful people. And I turned to Daniel and I to Daniel. It's very strange how I pronounce the name, like the English way when I speak English, yet that's not how you pronounce his name. So I turned to Daniel and I asked him, if, according to Josh, I'm the interim keeper, right? I'm the keeper of the fold right now and I have to assume that they are all dead. Does that mean that you have to help me? And Daniel said, yes, that he has to help me. And what, I asked, what, what if it hurts the job we were tasked with? And then he answered, you are the keeper, you define the job. So I asked him if there's a way to get to the front line without anyone seeing me. And he said, yes. And I told him to take me there. And he took me to the lobby. And the entire way I thought he was going to just lead me out the front door. So I just asked for clarification. And he said that the best way is the tunnel under the tag of war statue in the lobby. So we got there. He tied a rope to the depiction of Carolyn Clark. And he told me, tip the scale. And I told him there's no point. I saw that statue pulled three times already and there's nothing beneath it. And when he asked, who's the architect here? I pulled. And so I pulled, uh, and as expected, nothing was revealed. You know, it's just floor. Then Daniel laughed at me. Did you even finish training? You can't even pull this statue. And I told, I told him that there's nothing more to pull. And then he said, he said, there's always more. And knowing that makes the difference. Sure enough, beneath that statue, there's a passage. Down the steps I went and into the darkness, hoping I remember Daniel's instruction correctly because it's no light. You have to just maneuver in dark. So my plan was to situate myself in front of that substance gun and deflect a bullet. So that would be a definite proof that they came here, the agency came here knowing they can't win, just trying to trick us into thinking they want to destroy Alteria and they don't. If, if the, uh, if the weakling who has to shift the fort and can't fight can deflect that bullet, then that bullet is not very strong. The tunnel's exit got me very close, but not quite close enough. I had to cover some distance that I wasn't experienced enough to cover quickly enough. I took a deep breath and I, I consumed all the substance mist I could, but it wasn't enough. So I drank water, water that I kept without ever telling anyone from my first call with Ellie. When we talked on the phone back then, I didn't actually pour the water. I had this feeling that I will need it later. And boy, boy, was I right. After drinking that tiny vial of water, I felt that I could do it. That, that extra oomph is exactly what I needed. I timed a couple shots of the gun, timed my approach, and jumped out right before they were going to shoot the third. And everything that happened next went in super slow motion. I got very close to the gun, 
I entered full formation, fully prepared to deflect the bullet, and then I saw Ellie. She just appeared next to me, traveling the fastest I have ever seen a human travel. Ellie is a mighty keeper. She leaped to protect me, and unfortunately, she succeeded. Not only did she succeed taking both of us out of danger, but I created an opening for her to destroy that gun. After she put me uh, aside, she uh, conjured, she made the substanced water in the air form into a sword and she cut the gun in half. And that sent the agency retreating. And everyone came in, you know, so happy that we won, congratulating me. And I was so pissed that I failed. I was so angry. Because now that the agency left that way, they got exactly what they wanted. People took that lack of happiness that I have as, as fear of repercussions for abandoning my job in the, in the room in the fort. But I knew there, there aren't any kind of repercussions. Keepers are required to do what they think is best. They are encouraged to innovate. I was just angry that people bought this. Ugh. The only one except me who wasn't happy was Ellie. When Josh told me a while back, she's not mad at you, he was right. What happened in that meeting with the keepers a while back wasn't anger. What I saw today was anger. With all that mist, in Ellie's altered state, I could feel everything around me become dark. And Ellie was mad because Ellie is a mighty good keeper. She knew I couldn't make that leap without extra water, and she wanted to know where I got it, since everything was either misted into the air or locked underground for fort operation. And I told her the truth. I told her I kept it from way back then, but she knew that already, right? She knew it because she's smart. She thought that I was lying. Well, lying by by not saying that I had it in the first place. And lying is the one thing you do not do in the Alterian Trading Company. And she rejected me on the spot, failed my interview. Um, I was sent away immediately. That is the last time I have heard from anyone at the Alterian Trading Company. And the worst thing of all, I still have that ominous feeling and no one believes me. Sun is in your eyes.